0: This podcast edition of Other Side of Texas is brought to you by our friends at Flint Boot and Hat, a West Texas original. You want a great hat or you want to make your boots great again, go see them at 3035 34th Street or Flint and 34th Street in Lubbock or see more at flinthat.com. It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway.
1: I outran a cold front. When I gave my truck the
2: reins Barreling down a 35 with one thought on my mind Forget the race, find an open space, be that city far
0: behind So much pain, entering the show with the pain I fell so hard last night, I've not fallen that hard like I almost needed to clutch my necklace and uh, and cry out, please, I've fallen, help, and I can't get up. But I'm playing through the pain right here on the other side of Texas. Glad you're joining in with us here. Jay West Texas Leasing be a part of the program. You're welcome to text in, 806-745-5800. Any of your thoughts, take random questions today if you have those Again, 806 745 5800. Broadcasting from the Racer Car Wash Studios. Voted Lubbock's best wash around five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across the Hub City. Get the best wash guaranteed at RacerWash.com. You remember Home Alone? The part. Well, there are several parts in Home Alone, but the original Home Alone, not like the three, four, five, or six, but when Joe Pesci is on that sidewalk with his beanie and his big wool jacket on, and he takes a dive, his feet above his head, and then falls smack on his back. Last night, it was raining, and I had to go out to the truck, and I parked in the driveway, barefooted, uh, watching some Thursday night football, wanting to get some things done that we'll talk about here in just a moment uh, for the show and for other side of Texas.com and ran out to the truck and then it was pouring rain, which of course it's pouring rain because it's fair week in Lubbock and I... I'm hoping that we get a little, like, we need to start a prey against rain in September in cotton country. But This is the wrong time to have tropical weather in Lubbock, Texas, which, tropical weather, it's almost like this weather is kind of the equivalent of wanting good calamari in Lubbock. Uh, All of a sudden, uh, you don't live on a coast. I don't understand why you'd want calamari here or you would want... um, The kind of weather that we got, but we don't need this in September where cotton is your greatest industry, regardless of where you live in and around the hub city or the region. Our biggest uh, industry is the cotton industry. So uh, pray against rain in September. I'm going to start that campaign. But I'm out there and then I come back in and I'm in the garage, barefooted, on my floor, my slick floor, that's right, that's right, text in, this weather is brought to you east of I-35, lots of bad things originate east of I-35, especially politically, and uh, here we are covered up in both, we'll get into the vassal uh, ship that is Texas Tech here in a moment, but anyway, I'm going into the garage and barefooted and I take a Joe Pesci fall and I fell and you know what it's like whenever you're falling you're just in this state of subconsciousness thinking this is either going to hurt or I'm going to die and maybe I want to die and by the time you work out that that scenario in your head you have hit hit the floor and I fell right on my elbow in the back of my head and my heel all at the same time. And I'm playing through the pain, played through the pain today. Uh, One thing is I was watching the game last night, came across, notice, I just check in. I don't know, whenever you're me at this point, you go and you just take screenshots of the regents' page there at Texas Tech, just to make sure that nothing is uh, has a sneaky edit done to it, and I noticed last night that the board of regents were to meet on August—excuse uh, me, October four and five—and what you notice, it's been abridged. Those Regents want to get into Lubbock, especially five of them, and get out as fast as possible. It has been a bridge to just a one-day meeting of your Texas Tech Regents. I'm going to say it like Curtis Parrish at the football game. A meeting of your Texas Tech Regents has been uh, moved to one day and one day only in October Coincidence, no But I will say this Look, I'm not going to break this news right now It's Friday And you can't talk me out of it But There is a Of all the things that we've hit so far One of the biggest stories Yet Is what's going to come Probably going to drop it on Probably going to be Sunday Sunday Whenever we drop it. And it's going to, I would think, shape a lot of next week. And I cannot, I'm not going to, we're still vetting out a couple of issues. So it'd be premature for me to drop it right now. But I can tell you that it's substantial. And it's nothing that anyone else would get away with. And that it is, if, if, and this is the point. In the whole Regent Gate scenario, the you've got to at the end of the day be able to trust the judgment of those who are making decisions on behalf of the community, the Texas Tech community, at behind that dais, and that judgment. Whenever we talk about situations like what we've gone through with Rick Francis, like what we've gone through with Chris Huckabee, like what we've gone through with the other two members of the Vista Trio, John Steinmetz and Mickey Long, they made a decision that was based upon five million dollars. Whatever you think of Rick Francis's justification. It essentially boiled down to a $5 million disagreement with Bob Duncan over the course of four years, that he grew the system's budget by $5 million over the course of four years, and that is a, a vision that we just cannot go with. It was certainly a vision that Rick Francis could go with whenever Duncan landed $50 million, in uh, special request for the dental school, but all of a sudden in the last legislature, but now he can't go with it. That is a paltry, you may think differently, but that's a paltry, miserable, vapid excuse because they had passed some $4 billion in budgets over those years. And we're going to make this over a straw man, $5 million argument. Well, guess what Regents? Here's the deal. I don't look to go after you guys for the sake of going after you, but if you're the heroes of fiduciary responsibility in all of America right now, because, you know, it's almost like I'll use an NFL analogy. This is a franchise quarterback in Bob Duncan, and you just got rid of him over, you know, $5 million. You don't do that in the NFL. You know that you've got the guy. Let's make it work. But, you've decided to make this about fiduciary responsibility. And that assumes that your own houses are in order. And I don't like to go into people's personal lives, but whenever you're sitting behind that dais, that judgment that you exercise at home ought to be the judgment that you exercise behind the dais. It is the same judgment. And at least for one of you and another couple of you, In the weeks to come, uh, that judgment is going to come under greater and greater scrutiny. So that's all the flirting I can do with it for now. Are you engaged? Are you stimulated? I hope you are. Brandon Rottinghouse knows everything about Texas politics and the university uh, and the presidency. He's at University of Houston. You're going to hear from him in just a moment. Texas ranks last in voter participation. Why is that? How is that? Brandon Roddinghouse, we're expecting Brandon Darby up after him. And probably here from one of our favorites, Blue Collar Bill. Coming up, full speed ahead, but not too fast. You'll fall. Back first, head first, elbow first, heel first. If it gets too slippery, stick around right here on your other side of Texas. Big show ahead. Glad you're with us. Grinning ear to ear. Let's get it. Rave on right here from AM 580.
1: All I know is you gotta keep trying you Gotta let them down and keep from crying. The only sure thing is taxes and dimes. And you love loving makes a living worth
0: while. I love you Oh man. This morning, epic conversation in my kitchen. I felt like clear eyes, full hearts can't lose because my daughter had made fun of my son, uh, my my daughter made fun of her brother, my son as well, about the shirt that he was wearing. She said, that looks different and weird. And we had to have a whole family meeting at 7.05 a.m. in the kitchen where I said, listen, weird is good. Rave on, just like Buddy, because they go to Buddy Holly's elementary school. And don't you think the first time they heard him hit that riff, of course, I'm talking about the bumper music you just heard, but whenever they heard him hit that first riff, don't you think people said to Buddy Holly, that's weird, that's different, get out of here, well, look at what happened, every, at least one day a year, there at their elementary school where Buddy Holly attended. They dress up like Buddy Holly, and there's a reason why, man, because the music never died. That's why The Other Side of Texas is sponsored by the law firm of Mullen, Horde, and Brown, LLP, with offices in Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas, employing creative legal solutions to address your business needs in the areas of commercial litigation, banking, financial restructuring, employment law, and estate planning. Somebody from whom I learn a lot, somebody I enjoy even more, is Brandon Rottinghouse. He is the, a professor there at the University of Houston, knows all things about the presidency and Texas politics. Dr. Rottinghouse, how are you? I'm doing great, Jay. How are you? Yeah, really, really good. So I always, I, I kind of have this thing about trying to be awesome dad, right? So I did youth ministry for a lot of years, which I've learned in the in the end was really preparation to be a dad uh, because you got to be yeah. engaged. Yeah. You got to have like your small group time and, you know, so it's it great orientation for me, but good. you have totally ruled me on dadness because you this summer is it was it this summer that you took your boys on a trail of texas and you followed charlie goodnight's trail we did we did we spent some time uh, um
2: we spent a little time in uh, Palo duro there trying to find uh, the the yurt that he and his wife lived in uh and it's just amazing beautiful country where you live and amazing history so it was, so, it was such a great great time
0: but you followed it up from houston we followed it from dallas so we went over to oran
2: which is okay. um sort of out by palo pinto county there which is kind of where charlie goodnight um and oliver loving met uh and then we got to see the tree that was like the kind of major pecan tree where they'd start to drive. And so we just kind of followed as closely as we could, the back roads to get all the way up through Amarillo and points north to just
0: kind of relive what Texas was like back then. So essentially what you're telling me is that you followed the mesquite line all the way up into the panhandle because That's of about right. all yeah. the thorns that were in the hooves. Of oh, yeah. Me. If you ever want to curse the mesquites you can think, <laughs> Charlie, goodnight. I love it. Yeah, that's what they say. Texas was molded by the horn and the thorn, and this is a big big reason why. Yeah. Uh, So let me practice some radio professionalism and say something else that Texas (laughs) is being molded by. In politics, we are ridiculously bad at voting in this state, and I don't understand why the Washington Post came out with a piece. It was the Washington Post, right? The it was. Yeah, that came out with a piece that said that Texas is effectively dead last in voter participation. What is that about, and how long has it gone about? You know, it, it's been this way for a while. Uh, Texas
2: turnout has lagged behind the average of the U.S. for at least a better part of two decades. There are several so reasons why decades? this is happening. Just about two decades, yeah, since, hmm.
0: you know, around the turn of the century, so, um, wh- just about. Hold on, it's like the turn of the century, and I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, looking at my gray <laughs> hair right now. Uh, so uh, that's something whenever I heard my grandparents talk about, I was like, oh, man, that was World War One time. Uh, right, right. But uh, we were voting a lot more back before because— the mark in the the line in the sand there for me is George W. Bush. Did George W. Bush yeah. ruin voter participation in this state? Is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> I don't think we can pin that on him. Uh as a as a Dallasite, I still pin on him like trading Sammy Sosa away, but we can't pin oh. like on him uh just uh the, the voter turnout. But honestly, like, you know, his presence as a major Republican stalwart was partly to blame. One of the reasons why turnout is low in Texas and historically has been so is that you've had one party rule. You know, first the Democrats, basically since Reconstruction, and then you know since 1990s, mid-1990s, the, the Republicans. So without a two-party kind of competitive environment, voters don't really see the need to turn out. So mm. turnout is shockingly low. Uh-oh. One example is actually? In 2014. Uh, 2014, you saw turnout in Texas was 28%, where clearly, as you remember, there was not a really competitive election. Nationwide, it was about 36%, 37%. So, you know, this is really a good indication that competitive elections drive turnout, and Texas often doesn't have them.
0: Okay, so if I'm a listener listening right now, what I'm thinking in my mind is, well, whenever Texas goes to one-party state, and it was certainly – on its way to tr- transitioning to one party at the turn of the century, uh, two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. But why? Whenever it was, are you saying because it was transitioning in the late uh, late twentieth to the early twenty first century that there was some play, so there was higher turnout? Was there Was there the same kind of turnout, Brandon Roddinghouse? As 2018 as there was maybe in, you know, per capita or to scale in like yeah. 1920, whenever yeah. it was a one-party one state? The, the numbers were a little
2: higher when it was competitive, um, depending on how you count. Um, and, and where you're looking in general, the big cities were turning out in bigger numbers in yeah late 90s, early 2000s. Um, not a lot more because there are other structural constraints too, but generally speaking, the competitiveness of the election is a pretty big driver of people wanting to turn out. Partly it's rational. People wanna know that their vote's gonna matter. And if the perception is that the vote doesn't matter in presidential elections for one, or even in off you know, in midterm elections where you've got, you know, uncompetitive gubernatorial, lieutenant gubernatorial offices up on the ballot, then people typically just say not worth the time to
0: vote. Hmm. Um, so Brandon Roddinghouse, I tend to think that you think votes do matter. What's yeah. what's the way forward then to say, you know what, you go down there, look, I'll say this about, let me just use one example. Ted Cruz has, in some ways, since 2016, I would say he is bent on agriculture, uh, that he mm-hmm. saw polling, he saw votes uh, that that bent him. Now, he's not where... A lot of us want him to be on agriculture right now, but he's a damn better than he was uh, four years ago uh, or three years ago on agriculture. Is that why votes matter? So that you can help mitigate the dominance? Because I can also understand well, you know, it's, it's, they all kind of sound the same. So I'm not going to vote. Mm-hmm. But maybe you mm-hmm. can help mitigate uh, ideological strength. On one side of the ballot,
2: yeah, I think as part of that, um, I think that w- with an energetic two-party system, that there is a, it's an easier opportunity for parties to be able to to jolt their voters into position and uh, this is especially true for the opposition party who has got a pretty big burden right they've got a tall uh, tall order uh, to be able to get voters out in a state where traditionally democrats haven't done that well so mm. i think that's a that's one pitch that is needed um, so some of it's political for sure but a lot of these factors are structural and they're hard to change so turnout is often driven by people um, who are older. And Texas is a fairly young state. It's also driven by um, Anglos who vote in bigger numbers than Latinos. And the Latino community in Texas is young, uh, and they haven't voted as much in in uh, historically. So those factors are difficult to change. Um, but there are some things that can change. So when it's the case that people are reminded to vote by indicating from official sources that their vote is secure, that's a positive thing. Um, Telling people that, um, you know, reminding people about when elections are through official channels is another. Um, Making sure that, um, you know, people are communicated to in their language and their preferred formatting um, is also important. We're going to see in this election, you know, how the Latino vote does. Both parties are fighting for it, and in many cases, both parties are still pretty woeful at communicating with Latino voters. So that's going to keep voting numbers down too, unless the parties can figure out that puzzle.
0: Uh, in in we're visiting Brandon Rottinghaus with us here on your other side, uh, I'm looking at if if the argument then, is in one-party states, voter turnout, is, is that too reductionistic of me to take away in analysis? One-party states equal lower voter turnout?
2: That's right, okay. yeah. So and also, I mean, other measures of competitiveness. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, people who don't perceive their vote's going to matter, like, by a kind of rational standard, they've decided to not participate. So,
0: my guess would be that Mississippi... Alabama uh, are right there with Texas towards the bottom. Exactly, yeah. exactly.
2: And on the other side, too, D.C. actually was ranked pretty low. It's not a state, but it's a well, effectively a one-party state, right? The Democrats
0: yeah. control
2: it, and mm-hmm. therefore, just like Republicans in Texas, yeah, well, okay. uh, many people aren't going to turn
0: out. Let's take the other side of that then. Let's talk about Oregon and Washington State. Uh, yeah. I would assume pretty low there. Low chances of Republicans being elected?
2: It is low. Um of Washington are competitive. Um, Oregon, like you say, is fairly blue. Um, one thing that Oregon does, and I'm, actually, I'm glad you brought this up, is that there are some other structural issues that um, can be altered by the state to make voting easier. And one of the things Oregon does, they don't even have ballot boxes. They don't have Election Day voting. We go in and slide the hood, you know, and, and punch your ticket. Um, they'll send you a ballot, and you can register that way. Um, they also have same-day registration, so you can get a ballot um, the same day you're, you say you want the ballot. Um, so Texas doesn't do that. Texas has got a 30-day registration period. Um, we've got voter ID laws, which are pretty strict. The literature on the voter ID laws is a little bit wonky. Some people say it has a, a big effect. Some people say it has a small effect. Some people say it has no effect. So it's a little... Structural constraints are
0: definitely going to be another factor in limiting who can vote. Yeah. Um, Brandon Roddinghouse, Look, people bring this up to me and they'll say, you know, this is ridiculous. I can, I can most everything that I do is required to have, I want to buy a can of snuff. Where's your ID? Uh, yeah. I want to, uh, a whole litany of, th- I want to get into a movie. Where's your ID? Uh, but yeah. to vote, uh, You know, there's this problem with presenting your ID. Now, this is a curveball. I've got an even greater curveball for you here in just a moment, just to uh, to pique interest. But um, to me, it seems, I don't think that we're at the point anymore. And here we're talking about voter accessibility. I don't think, I don't foresee any time in the future where. Uh, we're going to go Oregon And just mail out ballots There's already controversy right. about that As it stands right. in Texas uh, with, yeah. uh, I think you have to be 65 or older And you can you can vote uh, By mail in ballot um, But This is not Selma, Alabama 1955 anymore And I understand there's still race problems In this country But in order to vote Nobody's saying well you got to tell me How many bubbles are in that bar of soap Like that doesn't fly today Um, But at the same Mm -hmm. time, you know, we're shutting down DMVs where you get your ID and your your license, which is a main form of ID. Whenever you look at Mm -hmm. accessibility, what do you I I don't think that we're going to do millions across the board, 18 and older. Uh, What uh, what would be a pragmatic solution in your knowing Texas politics the way you do? What would be? a pragmatic solution to help voter accessibility.
2: Yeah. I think that at the root of it is going to be um, a a kind of concerted effort from both parties to try to increase turnout. Um, And that's something that we haven't seen before. I reminded of a bum Phillip quote who says that, like, good sportsmanship is going to get you a loss. 17 to 28, Mm -hmm. Uh, the parties are looking for edges to be able to elect their candidates. That's their role. So it's hard to get them to agree. Um, But I would say that if we could get them to agree, there are some things that could be done in a fairly simple way to rely on some social science. Uh, that suggests that we can get people to come vote. Um, the voter ID issue aside, um, you know, there are ways to be able to remind people that they've voted in the past and that their vote's important. There are also ways to be able to show people that um there are um you know their 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 election and their vote matters like by counting the number of votes in a particular location and saying that, you know, this is critical to this particular uh, this particular election, talking about the issues involved, um, and I think just reminding people why that's 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 something that's good um, those are all things I think that can that can work um, that does take money though and some effort um, and so it's harder to get that accomplished when yeah. you've got you know partisan warfare um, on the on the line um, in terms of voter ID I mean I think that's right and that's why I think the studies are kind of fixed because the implementation is really um, a little bit um, a little bit wonky but um, I think in most cases where there's a big effect it's the perception that you have to have more, things to vote. You have to have more items. You have to be able to be, um, you know, um, you know, registered or, and you've got to be able to have extra forms of ID. A lot of people just kind of give up at that point. And so any hint of these kinds of things does tend to drive down voter turnout. It's oddly sensitive, right? I mean, it's the kind of thing that is the backbone of our democracy, but altering just little things here, um, in terms of the social science data shows us that it can make a big difference in terms of limiting voter turnout.
0: Yeah. Brandon Rottinghouse, I appreciate uh, you making time with us. I know it's Friday, and at least uh, this is when we're recording this. I appreciate you making time. And uh, really, uh, folks, go check out Inside Texas Politics. If you want to really geek out a little bit, you can follow Brandon Roddinghouse at B-J-R-O-T-T-I-N-G-H-A-U-S. House there. On Twitter uh, Thanks for making time there Doc Hey thanks Jay. Always a pleasure Have a great weekend You too y- You are the wind beneath my daddy's wings My, my <laughs> daddy wings I should say uh, uh, Thank you Doc I appreciate it uh, Gonna get into a break uh, I believe that we're gonna have Brandon Darby uh, He's in the middle of a story Appreciate Dr. Rodney House there. Uh Going to get into a couple of things with Brandon Darby. Take a profitable time out. Listen to these advertisers. They're doing good work and have uh, helped us propel us where we are right now. Thanks for buying in early here on your other side of Texas. Be back in a couple of minutes. Your Enjoy some Hank Williams Jr. By You're by welcome. Now. Call me up, sweet mama. And we'll go stepping out and we'll go honky honey, babe. Hey, welcome back in your other side. Title one bringing you this segment of the program. Lubbock's digital real estate and title escrow company. Title one is committed to providing you with the highest level of communication and service from the time the contract opens until it closes. See how title one can serve your realty consumer and lending needs at title one.com. You know that rave on, um, uh, locker room speech that I gave the leasing kids this morning that's the same the same's true with voting and I can tell you I can tell you firsthand that if this program is a model it shakes things up whenever you get out there and you make your voice heard and and it it really shakes up politicians you know whenever I was a kid it was a big deal for if If a state representative, whatever state official, uh, if they got 10 letters on an issue, they moved on that issue. They thought, wow. And I'm talking about written letters with stamps. Whenever politicians look at ratings or they look at social media movements, that makes them move. You know, it's kind of an analogy of... uh, Doubt is the ants in the pants of faith. It makes you move. Uh, it makes you move to a new place. And the same is true of politicians. Whenever they see movement, then they want to get where, as Lyndon Johnson said, power is where power goes. They they want to get to those places. And I know that, you know, coming up, you guys sticking with us here as we're in mid to late September Coming up in January We're going to be full throttle Texas legislature And we're going to break news And we're going to bring you The news from the legislature The most influential form of government In your day to day life And It's important that we I Do that Knowing that it could be bad for ratings But I'm not after the ratings I'm after a format That would be helpful to me if I were a listener and Texas government can be confusing. And we try to make that here in the pieces that we write and kind of the levity that we use with parodies and these sorts of other things. uh, Try to make it accessible for you. Texas government can be very, very confusing. But in order to be a real involved Texan, you need to understand it if you don't already. And that's why we have Ross Ramsey and Scott Braddock and and others who contribute uh, to this program to help you make sense of it, to help you. And I'd say in jest. But it's not in jest. Sometimes I really get worked up on an issue and I need Ross Ramsey, who is as noted a political observer in Texas as there ever has been in this state. He would blush if I said that to him on the radio, but I think the world of Ross and you hear me all the time, try to get him to take a partisan position and he won't because he's like Cronkite old school and won't take a, but he can also at the same time bring to bear what's really going on, which is what I want to do at the the end of the day. And lots of people give me a hard time and they want me to be all in for yeah, you know, especially in the Senate race. Are you for Beto or are you for Cruz? And you know, uh, my response to that is that it seems to me that Beto O'Rourke wants to be a vice presidential candidate or maybe even a presidential candidate in 2020. And it would be a lot easier to vote for Ted Cruz if Ted Cruz bothered to vote for us. And I mean beyond what we should expect on the guns issue and the abortion issue on the economics where's Ted Cruz on rural economics. And I think the more that you look into Cruz, you'll say, uh, yeah, it seems to me that a vote for Ted Cruz is a vote against my place. And, and, but at the same time, you know, you got keg stand better or Rourke where I, I hope that you feel better in the morning, which you won't because you just went out and did, and that's a reference to a program earlier this week, but, um, you know, gets up and takes these big positions that's outside the mainstream for most voters in Texas, and I think hurts his own chances. And I and I think to the detriment of of that race. I don't know. I see that Cook Political Report threw that race into a toss-up, and we'll see we'll see what happens there. I don't have allegiance to either one of these parties. I've got allegiance to a thing called west texas and i know how west texas works and how it turns um and you may disagree with me on those counts but i know that your primary employers are in the medical industry they your biggest industries are in agriculture and your primary employers in most places and i don't i know it's true with lubbock but i would think it's true with Amarillo and Midland and Abilene as well, as well as mid-sized cities east of I thirty five, into North Texas and South Texas, your primary employers are in the healthcare industry. So tell me more about no accessibility to healthcare and what that does to your local economies. So anyhow, no, I don't want to go any any further on that. Um debate coming up tonight it's going to be the first time that you see Ted Cruz and Beto O'Rourke on a stage i want to put a plug in here for Ross Ramsey's Texas Tribune you can watch it there texastribune.org i got an interesting email we'll go into some anonymous mailbag right quick uh, Karen Sending this email Um, This has been in the back of my mind A lot I thought I would throw it out As much as Bart Rager loved Texas Tech Do you think that he was paying players At this point Nothing would surprise me Uh, My mind Goes to Consequences Of Rager If he did And if he did yeah, you know, so my mind goes to consequences of Rager, and if he did, how far? My f- mind is right, mother. How far his fraud tentacles reach? Listen daily. Yeah, thank you, Karen. Um, look, I brought this up with Texas Tech uh, folks to dig in and say, you know, but. We all know that whenever tech reaches, and you know, I just look back to, uh, I look back to the '80s. I look back into the '90s with those James Decky those James Dickey teams, and how we went to the Sweet 16, but then we didn't. Uh, whenever we play on a major stage, and certainly Chris Beard and everything outside football has. And that's beginning to agitate interest down in College Station, Austin. I could see how they would pose a problem. But I want to say here that I've asked the question of people and at Tech, and they tell me that this is not the issue, that, that there's nothing there, and that Kirby Hokut runs a very clean ship at Tech. I've not tar- I've not talked with the athletic director, athletics director specifically about this. But I what I have been told is that no. Uh, so I could uh, look, I'm not going to discount Karen. I these tentacles have gone far further and for look no further than the interview with David Langston yesterday you know, that we had on this program who formerly represented Bart Rager and Rick Dykes and the Rager groups that were originally sued, Uh, this has gone far further than we anticipated, and I could see how there would be concern because Rager, every third down, you know, Jones Stadium it's there it's there at the basketball games it's kind of synonymous with tech athletics I can see how there's that concern but I've been assured that there's nothing there that there's nothing beyond just the sponsorships and the coaches vehicles so you know just we'll have to leave it there and and hope for the best but I've been told by people uh, who I trust that that that's the extent of what is there what we got now another little break stick w- right here with us and we'll get back in they got some blue-collar bill uh, awfully concerned about my safety as I understand it uh, he wants to chime in to the program be back here in about uh, two minutes and 10 seconds.
1: At Smith South Plains Ford, we're all about a better car buying experience. We understand that shopping for a car is a big deal, and that's why we believe in listening to what matters to you. Come see us in Leveland, where we have a wide selection of new Ford cars and trucks and an excellent sales staff. Love your car, love your dealership at Smith South Plains on Highway 114 in Leveland, Texas or online at smithsouthplains.com. Love your car,
0: love your dealership, Smith South Plains. Hey, welcome back in this segment brought to you by our friends at Lubbock File Room. What an opportune time as we talk about the various gates to have your document and shredding service in Lubbock. Featured here on the most listened to and talked about afternoon radio show in West Texas. Been providing safe and secure document storage and shredding service to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992. For a free and hassle-free estimate, call Lubbock File Room at 806-744-7666. That's Lubbock File Room. Com. get him in now it's our friend the man of the people ladies and gentlemen he is blue collar bill bill how you doing buddy hey what's going on i'm great man you laugh like that you come in really hot uh oh man sorry but uh, what wouldn't it be you are the kool-aid man of uh, commentators on this program bill uh you're the blue-collar guy trying to make everything work. Uh, I know that you like me, not necessarily a, a strong devotee of either party. Uh, you got a, a blue-collar, a blue-collar sense about you. What you been thinking about?
1: Uh, man, this 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 election cycle is really going to be something else. And I think you hit the nail right on the head when you were talking about the Cruz and, and O'Rourke race earlier, they've both got some pros and they both got some significant cons. Um, And I'm, I'm still really kind of undecided. I I, I don't, there's a couple of these races. I don't know where to go.
0: Yeah. Um, There are lots of questions there. And I hope that I've given fair analysis that, there's reasons to doubt them both. I hate to say, hey, let's uh, let's vote against one or the other, but it kind of seems like that's what it's coming down to. Um, uh, what else you think about, buddy?
1: Uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking about Regent Gate and that meeting coming up and kind of wondering about you. I, it, it, I've been listening, you know, I've been out on the road and hadn't hadn't checked in much lately, but I have been listening, and it seems like you've ruffled some feathers and might need me to ride shotgun with you to that meeting.
0: Oh, I need protection.
1: Well, I wouldn't be surprised if by this point you didn't. Yeah,
0: it's. Uh, yeah, I've thought about that from time to time. You're right, especially with Daniel in as all his creative social media. Uh, uh, I wonder if, you know, that... That might agitate me if I were on the lo- losing side of lack of transparency and whatever gate uh, that meeting coming up. So you want to go sit with me on October four, if they're having an open forum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that would be great. I'll, I'll be available and that way you'll be covered and, 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 and Honestly, I, I think those guys need uh, a Red Raider in the room who is uh, statuesque and, and, and known as being a pillar of strength and and, and dignity and, and, and honor. And, and, uh, and I think that room needs a little bit of that. So
0: you're, I'll be there. You're referring to yourself, of course, blue-collar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you what, I'll
0: make you a deal. Uh-huh. You know, no, no matter what
1: happens, I'll stand up for Jerry Hodge At that meeting, if Jerry Hodge will post my bail if it all goes
0: south. (laughs) (laughs) I, I tend to think that he would. You know, I said, I've said in a piece that I wrote, and this is absolutely true. Like, whenever I was growing up in Hale County, you're far enough away from Lubbock that you're able to have kind of an outsider view in the late 90s, early 80s, late 90s. That you knew that Lubbock was, there was some money there, but a lot of people who wanted to to appear big time. But then you look to the north and you thought there are, there are a lot of people big time there that don't care if they appear like it or not, because there is real old money in Amarillo Uh, and, and. In it's family money. Some of it self-made money from oil and gas, and whatever. I think that Jerry Hodge made his money in in uh, pharmacy and in other things. But that to say, whatever. What's going on in the background? Oh, that's that's just uh, that's just me doing the, the trucking thing. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm all about it. I, just, I wasn't saying it because it's bothering me. I was wondering, I'm curious, what's going on? Oh, no, we're, we're just doing a little multitasking. We're, we're loading the mail. Okay, so you're loading the truck and you're on the other side of Texas. Uh, that is correct. Uh, I am a, a man of, of many skills and means. Beacon of the working class, blue-collar builder. That is, that is, but the that deal, is correct. The deal is this, that you're growing up, you began to understand real fast. And I've certainly understood it as a man that there are people with whom or to whom you can prod. Uh, You can, you can goad various people in West Texas, but don't goad them very long. Uh, But it's the people in the panhandle, uh, people in Amarillo specifically that you do not goad because these people are wealthier, They are smarter, and quite frankly, they're more crazy than everybody else. And that's, I think, and I say that as a compliment to Jerry Hodge, a self-made man, that if he thinks the dental school's a problem, that that's been the problem all this time, that the vet school's being withheld because there's a threat against the dental school— then he is going to go after that dental school and he's going to do exactly what he said to me i said aren't you afraid woody hunt down in in el paso jerry hodge has put forward 25 million dollars towards this dental school down there and he said immediately just shot back oh hell we'll double that up in a minute like, that's what you're dealing with, and you don't mess with these guys. The Quanta No, Parker no. Quanah Parker learned that to some extent, and I don't want to get you off on a rant there, but LBJ definitely understood it, and it's it's been a testimonial of that region for as long as that region's been inhabited.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, for, for, from here and north all the way, and, you know, I've been all up through Kansas and even into South Dakota, and, and, and all there's a lot of old, like you said, very old gas, oil, cattle, and farm money up there. It's very, very quiet. It's very, very observant. These guys know what's going on. They have money to play. They're they're not the paper tigers we see running around town flashing $100 bills and driving Porsches, but they are players. And uh, I think – I, again, we need to we we need to be doing the right things the right way for the right reason. And we, as alumni and as administrators and as supporters, we need to we need to channel these guys, tap these guys, and 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 bring them in. And they want to come in, but you're going to have to do the right things, you know, and play the right way to bring them in. And and I, I think we can. I think we can. I think we can turn things around. I think we can sail our boat the right direction. And uh, Lord knows we, we've just wrecked our fundraising capability by kicking uh, Duncan in the teeth. So we definitely need some of our, our supporters, our alum, and our, our friends from across the plains who I, I know are listening and watching what's going on. Uh, to, to stand up, be heard, and let, let's uh, pull our, ourselves together, put our heads together, put our finances together, and sail our boat in, the, in, in, a, in, a, no. in a righteous
0: direction. Well, a couple of things here. Uh, I need to know, first of all, yeah, when you accompany me into this meeting, can I request that you have your well worn sleeveless denim collared shirt on? With a with an American flag bandana,
1: man, I would I, I I would love to do that, but no, don't give me a but that I, that that that's not right. That's not the right way to be when you're approaching your your alma mater.
0: Okay, so it's more about the institution than the people behind the dais. Okay. Yeah, it's it's about. Uh,
1: I mean, that's really who I am. I mean, at the at the core of my soul. I mean, I'm 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 a pair of cinch jeans. Tony Lama round-toed Uster skin boots, uh, a sleeveless uh, denim shirt, and a, and, a, and a Texas flag bandana. But uh, you know, when you when you when you when you when you approach institutions like that in, in courts, you, you you put on your coat and your yeah. and your tie, and you you look the part.
0: Okay, so I'm not gonna wear a tie, but I will say this: that I think that. And you know, I said this, Bill, early on, or I said it at least after early on, and it was okay. All, all the big things are at the top of the Halloween candy candy bucket, and we've already picked through those. In order to get to the rest of it, you got to dig, and some of that can prove to be problematic. So I appreciate your offer and your concern. About going forward Because now it gets into some weeds And like I tweeted last night I've already said it publicly So I'll say it publicly here What if I told you that a Texas Tech Regent who informally Voted against Bob Duncan in what was later justified as a $5 million disagreement over the course of four years and nearly $4 billion worth of budgets was involved in an audit that required him to liquidate his assets. And then I said, let's talk Mickey Long. Mickey Long is involved in selling assets right now to avoid a lawsuit. Uh, an, a lawsuit that is the oil field service equivalent of, at least sources tell me, of, of Rager Dykes. And it's at this point where we've still not gotten answers, and so you've got to begin to question the judgment of people who made a decision, a fiduciary decision, and uh, what, kind of, uh, what kind of decisions they themselves have made. Is that fair game, Blue Collar Bill? I, I think it is. I, I think.
1: I, I think at this point, especially at this point, I think this is always true, but especially at this point, everybody's guard's got, got to be on the table. We got to see what's everybody, up everybody's sleeves because there, there's there's definitely some dirty dealing been going on, and and we need to get to the bottom of it and 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 exterminate every every bit of that what we have is guys that have been so firmly entrenched for so long that now they've each built their little empire and none of them is doing what is best for the university. And I bet none of them have even had a single thought in the last six months about the student body. Hmm. So to that end, to that end, I'll go to the meeting and to that end, Uh, Since I'm wrapping up this gig uh, the 30th of the month and I'll be unemployed, I have $2,500 in hand. Uh, I am a tech graduate. I am a uh, second-generation graduate. Uh, I do live in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, I'll make the $2,500 donation to wherever I've got to make it. I do have the institution's best interest at heart. My finances are transparent. I'm not involved with any entity, corporation, PAC, church, or anything else. And I'll spill my financials right here. I got $84,000 in the 401k, two grand in my checking. I owe three years on a $210,000 house. There you go. I'm the perfect candidate. Put me down for region two.
0: Breaking news there. Blue-collar Bill putting his hat in the ring uh, to be the next. Hey, I, I, would, I would suggest to you this, Bill. There are going to be a few openings, and we'll keep you in mind, and we'll play this recording in the weeks to come. Hey, have a great weekend, buddy. I appreciate you making time here, and uh, great to hear from you again.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, I'll I, I tell you what, when you ask around, and I, I mean that seriously, ask around, you'll find out that there is not a number that, that that uh, that I can be bought at, and I'm I'm formidable enough in in size and intellect that I can jerk that thing back the right direction. Man, no, I have to.
0: The man of the people behind the dais, blue collar Bill. Have a great weekend, buddy. Later. Wow, you see that? We bring you the news, views, and issues of West Texas. Blue collar Bill for. Texas Tech Border Regions. There will be openings, and you can see why. Uh, Drop in Sunday. Other side of Texas at OSTX Show. Other side of Texas on Facebook.